apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage, an equal housing lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Randall with an excellent defensive play. Joel battling in the paints, laying it up and in. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Done time. Oh, wrap it up. Thompson just the two points. This team dribbling. Oh, exploding to the rim. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Posting Up Podcast. Special guest. Back from a little leave, Lucas Bullduck. Welcome back, brother. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate it. I missed you guys. I mean, yeah. I missed you, but Sean and Zay aren't here, but I missed them too. Yeah, maybe maybe they'll, they'll get something going on. <laughs> maybe, they'll, maybe they'll join us, Mr. I don't know. But, I mean, since you've been gone, it feels like the whole world has gone amok, especially for your Sixers. Everything's changed. Yeah. You, while you were gone, you got the Harden Ben Simmons trade, and now your, your Sixers went from a team that everyone thought uh, underperforming, uh, middle of the pack. Now they're now they're an NBA Finals uh, contender. So let's start off with the Harden Simmons trade. How did you first feel about it, and how has your opinion changed on the trade as we've seen things play out? It, it, they're both the same. I mean, I uh, I loved it when I when I first heard about it. I didn't think they were gonna pull it off. I, I really didn't. So then um, I was at work and one of my buddies, uh, he just looked at me and he said uh, they did it, and I, I knew right away what he was talking about. So I was I was really really happy. Um, a lot of people like I'm sure you were talking about 
doubted that move, though. Uh, they they were saying that, you know, James Harden hasn't looked great. And I think the one thing that he was lacking in Brooklyn was motivation. Um, he wasn't determined to win, especially with the whole Kyrie Irving situation and Kevin Durant being injured. Um, certainly just wasn't the situation he wanted to be in. Um, but then, I mean, you've seen what's happened since we acquired him. Him and Joel Embiid have looked fantastic. Pretty sure he's gotten a couple triple doubles in there. He's back to scoring, you know, mid to high 20s. Uh, obviously, Joel Embiid's nearly 30 points a game, and and they just work really well together. So I, I like that pairing a lot. And I also like that we didn't give up uh, any of our young guys. Matisse Thibel we kept. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, who I really, really didn't want to lose, we kept. We basically traded Andre Drummond and Seth Curry for James Harden because, I mean, how many points per game was Simmons averaging this season for us? No, you're right. That's what I thought. That's what a lot of people are like. You gave up too much. It's like Ben Simmons was a an X like on the roster. He wasn't doing anything for us. No. Yeah, I you are right about that. And I I but I mean I, I'm not gonna dis I, I think Ben Simmons still has Ben Simmons inside of him. And th- that's why I like I'd like this trade as far as the Nets go. But I mean we we saw the first the first uh Mm-hmm. First time these two went head to head a couple weeks ago with the Sixers and the Nets. Nets came out uh, on top there. Uh, didn't see, still have yet to see Ben Simmons for the Nets. But uh, I, my, my question to you is I mean, we, we talked about it a little bit last week. I wish you were here for that. But the big question after that game is James Harden, when it, the pressure is on, it, he see every time he comes up and he chokes and he chokes and he chokes. Is is Joel Embiid gonna be able to to carry carry him in those big situations, especially in playoffs when every game matters? Is is James Harden good enough to be just that two and let Joel Embiid take over, or is him choking in these big time games? Is that gonna be a problem come playoff time for your Sixers? I I mean I think that's kind of a um... We'll just have to wait and see situation. I, I don't want to base any of um, what I think he's going to do in the playoffs off of a regular season game. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I'm not inside James Harden's head, but I'm not entirely sure he cared too much about that game. I think he just had an off night, and it just happened to fall on that Thursday. Um, and, you know, we'll see. Because obviously in Houston, the big thing was he, he couldn't get them – to the promised land you know they went to the western conference finals one uh once and they they blew a, a big big halftime lead to the warriors in a game where they could have advanced to the finals and um obviously like you've talked about um with the houston last year him and kevin durant uh not houston brooklyn uh losing to milwaukee in the second round uh you know everyone always says if katie's shoes were a size smaller They'd be uh, on to the next round, but none of that matters. I mean, I'm pretty sure James Harden had single digits in that game. So that's just unacceptable. I mean, if he he wants to prove himself, he wants to you know cement his legacy, it's either going to be as a champion or it's going to be as someone who can never just take his team over the hump because I don't think it's a good idea, especially that late in the season, to have Joel Embiid carrying them with his injury history. Uh, I mean, it's good that the guy, you know, wants to go out there and, and play entire playoff series on a torn MCL, that's great. 
or a torn meniscus, whatever it was. That's just not the right decision. And obviously, you know, you want to have Joel Embiid at his at his normal self, not playing 48 minutes a game, you know, putting up 40 shots. You need to have that balance and, and Harden needs to really, really step it up come playoff time. So that's something definitely I think not only my eyes are going to be on, but a lot of the leagues because uh, this trade just carries so much. For sure. I, I, and I want to challenge something you said. I, I think Harden definitely – he knew he he had something going on in that that Brooklyn game. He did not care the way he came out, the way he came out, and the way he was taking those shots. He he cared. He cared. He just they just weren't following falling. And I think that's I think that's Harden's big issue with uh with big games. I think he's he he takes on that pressure like a Russell Westbrook. You he takes it and thinks, oh, I have to do everything. I have to – this is my time to shine. I have to take these shots. I have to make these shots. I, I think in those times, especially early in the game, in, in that one game, you, you have when you have a big guy like Joel Embiid, when you have any big – you ask anyone. I mean, you talk – Shaq's talked about it. Like all the inside the NBA guys talk about it. Anyone is talking about when you play with a great big, you got to get them going early. Because, I mean, you know how their gas tank is. So for James Harden to come out and shoot like he did early on in that Brooklyn game, that isn't, that's not going to win you a championship. If he came in, I mean, Joel Embiid was playing great, especially from the, the foul line early on. But if he came in, got Joel Embiid going, and then plays off that, that's the thing. He needs to know when to take that second fiddle role. And, I mean, he – even at in Brooklyn, he couldn't take the third fiddle role at times. He mm. came in and was going to say, "Hey, I'm going to accept this," but then th- there were times where he couldn't. And I mean, he he did, and he, but I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think he has to take that second fiddle role. He has to learn when he can and needs to take over a game, because I think that that's a big issue. He tries to force it too much when when the pressure's on and try to be that that guy when you have you're playing with great guys you have these guys around you for a reason let them get going and then you can play off them and so i i think that's the real big issue with harden and i think maybe i i think the way joel Embiid is i think he can get him i i think the way he talks i he's got that swagger he, he joel Embiid is one of those guys he will he'll get in your face if you're doing something wrong so I think they can, they can figure something out, and I think they they will synergize, and but they need to get something going, and and these are big big games to build chemistry, and I mean they've looked great besides that really that game against the Nets. So. I mean, um, just a quick side note uh, before we move if we're moving on, um, someone I think should probably give James Harden a talk who, you know, one of the only players on our team who has the experience in the playoffs, who has hit the, you know, clutch shots and he's remained calm and, you know, won championships is Danny Green. I mean, he, he might not be what he was, you know, years and years ago, but that this is the time for him to kind of take on that mentorship role. And even though, even though like James Harden and him are completely different players, you know, Danny Green was always a three and D guy. Uh, Danny Green knows, you know, how to kind of shake off that pressure and whether it's pregame routines or just, you know, getting yourself in a certain mindset. I think that's a conversation him and James need to have. Yeah. I, I like Danny Green. And also, I mean, Doc Rivers, 
Right. He, Doc Rivers Jordan isn't. hasn't had a coach like Doc Rivers before. No, not as uh, accomplished. Caliber. Yeah, so I, I think I, I think this is a good spot. I think a lot of people are overestimating that first game because it does take time to get going. I mean, so I, I think a lot of people are putting a, a lot on that, that first meeting between them. And I, I think I think it will play out. I still think the Nets are the favorite out of the East. Uh, I don't know if you agree with that. You, do you have your Sixers? I mean – it's hard to say right now. I mean, looking at the standings, there's the East is just so loaded, Jason. I mean, Miami, Milwaukee, us. I mean, Boston's been ripping through everyone lately. Uh, you got the sleeper teams like Chicago and Cleveland. And then, you know, Charlotte, Atlanta, and Toronto, uh, who are the other teams mixed into that uh, playing scenario with Brooklyn right now, those are, t- those are tough competition. I mean, and those are um, guys, you know, a lot of guys on that Toronto team, were around for the uh, championship run they made. Obviously, Kyle Lowry's not there anymore, but Siakam was there. Uh, a few of their role players are also still Van there. Point, having a right. career year. Yep. Um, I, I think if Brooklyn does end up staying in the play-in and draws, you know, one of these teams, I can't. I think the seven-eight only, only has to play once, unless you know. I think the seven-eight loser plays another game and if they lose yeah. that then they're out um but i mean look, look, matching up with toronto right now i don't i think they give them a fight and i think any team going up against this nets team certainly wants to you know yeah get, and that's a road game at toronto but without kyle lowry because of because it's in toronto i mean without uh, a Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, yeah okay yep. but uh and also, I will to, to piggyback off your point there. When you have young teams like this, like the Raptors, like the Hawks, like uh, like the Charlotte, in a one-game situation, we we talked. I talked about this last week. We had a little fun thing. Um, if the NBA was like a the the NCAA tournament format, you could find like what team would be the Cinderella. And with these young teams in a one-game scenario. They don't know better. So they're just going to play hard. And sometimes with these veteran teams like like the the, the Nets, a team that's been there, the, the, they know the whole ebb and flow of the game. When you have something like that to disrupt your, your rhythm and they're just constantly playing hard, playing with, with their lives on the line, I, I think, yeah, you, you can catch you can catch a, a, a Kyrie Irving-less Nets team sleeping. He, I mean, he, you, you know Kevin Durant's going to put up his points, but if you can get a couple of these other guys to to step up and take advantage of some of the the other guys on the Nets, I think these young teams might be able to give the, the Nets some issues in that one-game scenario, especially in the play. I mean, look at a Memphis team last year. I mean, they, they beat the Warriors. Uh, everyone was so – I mean, Steph was playing at MVP level, and John Morant – Said nah. So I mean, anything can happen, especially with these young guys. Yep. I mean, we we saw what Trey Young did last year. Put him in in a one game scenario. I, I I like his chances. I like his chances. But uh, yeah. it should well, be interesting. It should be right. interesting for sure. But uh, I right, well, it's March. The NCAA tournament's going on. We will get to that, but we still got a little bit more NBA to talk about. But first. 
we're going to hear a word from one of our sponsors, Clovercrest Media. Come on out for a day of fun to the Cove Kids Classic presented by Clarity. Friday, May 6, 2022 at Lyman Orchards Golf Club to benefit the Cove Center for Grieving Children. Partnership opportunities are available. All proceeds from the Cove Kids Classic support the Cove's free programs. Please consider partnering with us to continue to support grieving children and teens in 2022 and beyond. For more information or questions, call Allison Gamber at 203-634-0500 or email allison at covect.org. The Cove Kids Classic takes place Friday, May 6th at Lyman Orchards Golf Club. Registration begins at 8 a.m. Shotguns start at 9 a.m. on the player course. Make sure you check that out. If you're in the Connecticut area, make sure you head over there. That should be a fun time, the Cove Kids Classic, and it's for a good cause. But now let's wrap up NBA with our game break. Games we're looking forward to in locks of the night. Lucas, what you got? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> tonight actually at uh, 8.30, tipping off at about three minutes. I'm looking forward to watching this uh, Western Conference showdown. I'm going to have to miss a little bit, obviously, because we're doing some of the show, but I'm tuning in right when we get done here. Uh, Minnesota versus Dallas. I mean, Minnesota has been playing well above expectations this year. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, obviously, who dropped 60 a week ago, he's probably cementing himself as one of the best big man shooters of all time. Uh, you know, they got guys like Anthony Edwards, um, D'Lo, uh, a lot of, a lot of good role players there. And obviously Luka Doncic is always a fun time to watch. So, uh, that's what I'm looking forward to, uh, Dallas also in the playoff hunt in the Western conference, still a lot of good young teams, man. I mean, th- th- these two teams, especially I'm going to be really tuned in when it's two young teams like this, it tends to be, you know, high, fast paced, um, you know, not a lot of defense and a lot of scoring, so I'm gonna enjoy the hell out of that one. Yeah, I, I like that, and I'm I I don't think the Minnesota Timberwolves are playing above expectations. They are playing to the expectations they have every year. This is a team that should be competing in the West like they are this year. When you have a guy like Cat, D'Angelo Russell's a solid role player. You also have uh, why am I blanking? Anthony Edwards. We also have a solid role in coming into himself. All right, this is this is where this team should have been. This is where this team should have always been with Cap. They, they should have been competing, and I'm glad to see it starting to work uh, uh, work out. But uh, for my for my game, I'm looking forward to. I'm going to Thursday. Uh, we, we talked about the the young guys, the the young teams. In the East, I got the Cavs at Toronto. Both these teams exceeding expectations, and I mean both these young guys. I and also, I mean, I, I'm interested to see the the Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam and OJ OG. Uh, I don't even pronounce no, I pronounce OG. All, all those guys defending the the, the length that the uh, that uh, Cleveland has at the wings with marketing and obviously. Uh, Allen and Mobley in at times. Uh, like, I'm just excited excited to see that front court matchup of these young bucks go at it. So that that one should be a very very fun. And also, this is going to be like, 
It's not my best bet, but I, I would take the over in that game. When when these young teams get going, they like to go up and down. I expect a lot of fast break points, a lot of steals, a lot of opportunities. But uh, all right, and so now let's go. What's your lock of the night? So coming in, I mean, thinking about it, Jace, earlier today, I was like, oh, no question. Uh, Heat Sixers, I'm taking the Heat money line. Because Joel Embiid and James Harden are not playing, but Sixers with a minute playing. and a half left in the first or second quarter, we're up fifty-four, fifty-one. Uh, so that is no longer my best bet. Um, like I said earlier, actually, um, I'm gonna just take the over in this Dallas versus Minnesota game because I mean, like I said, it'll be high flying, fast paced, lots of young players, elite scorers, and Cat and uh, Luka Doncic and Anthony Edwards. If you didn't know. He could drop 40 on you any night. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take that over 228 and a half for Minnesota and Dallas. Dang. All right. I, I like that. Now, was it last week? Last week, I don't know. I, I screwed up. Week before that, I had a great, great bet. I'm won a lot of money with Syracuse against Duke. Uh, I told you not to take the money line. I told you to take the over, and I even Got a little bit of cues with the spread. That hit as well. So, uh, uh, college basketball is working for me. I'm going to stick with college basketball here. Let's go Thursday. Texas Tech, they're favored by one against Duke. Yeah, I, I get it. Coach K, blah, 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 blah. Duke isn't great. Texas Tech, this is a solid program. They've been solid for years. I think this is finally their year. Uh, I I I, th- I know that they got to go through Gonzaga, but uh, it's gonna suck when they have to play Gonzaga. This is a team I always think can get in. Sadly, haven't. But a tough way way to go through. But I, I think they I think they can handle the Coach K. Uh, everyone hype on Coach K send off, and I, I think they will send off Coach K into the sunset. And uh, because he, he's not getting to the final four, I'm sorry, not at all, but uh, yeah, all right, Texas Tech, let's go. But uh, all right, speaking of college basketball, let's start talking about some college basketball, Lucas. How busted is your bracket? Well, let's see. I, uh, JC, you're in my bracket group on ESPN, you know, uh, I made you can interrupt the three brackets. Um, I did three and I pretty much wasted $30. Um, day one, Kentucky got eliminated. I had them winning the championship in one of my brackets. Uh, day three, Baylor got eliminated in the second round. I had them winning the championship in one of my brackets. And last night, Arizona was on the I mean, they were up against right. it last night against TCU. I, I was on the edge of my seat watching that one. They survived. That's my best chance at a um, at a uh, you know at a grand prize here in this group. But I mean that that uh, bracket really isn't even doing well. I had, um, I mean, I guess all four of my final four teams are still in Duke. UCLA, Arizona, and Kansas. I don't feel so good about Duke anymore. Um, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's just a mess, Jace. You know it's a mess. I had Michigan um, going far. I feel good about that. 
but that that's about it. I mean, I mean, you know, they say it gets crazier and crazier every year. It certainly has. I mean, these St. Peter's goofballs are running up numbers on Kentucky and uh, Murray State. They didn't, not, not a single one of their players were ranked coming out of high school. So, I mean, that really just tells you how much that means. It means nothing. Yeah. You're very right. <laughs> Zag, welcome. So, so, so. Huh? How how busted is your bracket, Zay? I don't even have a bracket. <laughs> I honestly, I I skipped out. Uh, I don't do well in these things. I said it, it was a waste of my time, so I just passed on it this year. Honestly, Good I'm thing. not a bracket guy. I don't want to end up like Lucas. I've had <laughs> enough of those. Sorry, <laughs> bust your bubbles. Hey, Man. no pun intended. <laughs> No shame in that, man. I mean, I I think, yeah, just it, it's it's easier to just sit back and enjoy sometimes, you know. But uh, my my bracket screwed. I I I did two pools and put in yours, Lucas. My 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 thing screwed. I had Illinois. I went with the whole Virginia mentality. Last okay. year was supposed to be their greatest, their best year to to get it done. But I, I think the next year, hey, they'll figure it out. I, I like Kofi Co- Coburn. Uh, that that he he's been great to watch. But man, just Houston, just that that was that was a great game to watch. Houston versus Illinois. That was a fun fun game to watch uh, because Kofi Coburn was just being a beast. That that's a guy. If I think any team that needs a center in the NBA, that you, you got to look at Kofi Coburn or or Chet Holmgren as well. That dude's a beast. But yeah, uh, Illinois in, my, in your your bracket pool, Lucas. I also shout out to Justin D'Onofrio from Sports Talk with R and J. He was on here last week. Uh, I joined his bracket pool. I had Tennessee making the Final Four. Um, they who they lose to? They they lost to Michigan. Yeah, so that's rough. But uh, yeah, man. And I mean, yeah. We got to talk about St. Peter's. I mean, you, you mentioned it, Lucas. I mean, I don't know. It's every year there's just th- this one team no one's heard of that just goes. I mean, even even Loyola of Chicago. I mean, a couple years ago they they, they rose to, to to they rose in notoriety, and then even last year people were still counting them out. But they still were able to get it done. It, it's crazy. It's crazy. It, Every time, there's always – and then even you got a team last year like UCLA going from the, the first four to the final four. It, it's wild. Zay, as anything, what, what's been the biggest surprise that you've seen this uh, March Madness? I mean, like I said, I think you covered it. Like, I haven't – haven't fallen a ton, but like you said, um, St. Peter's, they, they, like I said, a small team that doesn't even have, I think they have 3,000 students in their school together. That's just ridiculous that they're even a Cinderella story. They shouldn't even made the, in the first place and they've been pushing through. So, I mean, I mean, as far as that, that's really all I've really heard. I, like I said, I'm not, I'm not really into this March Madness thing. This is you guys. My heart's been broken way too many times. I just, I just pass on it and get ready for the NBA playoffs at this point. <laughs> All right, Lucas. Besides St. Peter's, what's been the uh, the the biggest surprise for you? 
Um, hmm. I like, I mean, Iowa State. I mean, they, last year, I don't know if you guys know, Iowa State had two wins altogether. And now, you know, they're dancing in the Sweet 16. They knocked off, um, who'd they knock off yesterday? Um, Oh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Right, right. They knocked off Wisconsin. They'll face Miami, who knocked off Auburn. I mean, that's going to be a great matchup. There will be a double-digit seed in the Elite Eight, guaranteed. Um, so that's something to look out for. Yeah, just those two teams, Iowa State and Miami, I mean, they've looked great. I didn't really expect much out of either one of them, especially Iowa State coming off, you know, that <laughs> god-awful season from last year. So, you know, good for them. Yeah, yeah, uh, I would say it's a big one. Um, I, for for me, it's between two teams, North Carolina. This is, I mean, they've been nothing but mediocrity all year. Um, look, look pretty good in the, the the ACC tournament, but I mean, Hubert Davis is a guy everyone was criticizing, but he he brought him to play. I mean, knocking off, uh, I mean, Marquette off the rip. Marquette was has been playing good basketball. That, that's a big win. And then Baylor, now you got UCLA. If they're able to – I mean, this is going to be one of the toughest roads to the Final Four anyone's ever ever had to, to face. So I think if they can get through, if they can keep playing at the level they've been playing these past two games, this is a team that they can surprise a lot of people. And then also another team that's been a surprise is, uh, is Michigan – I mean, with Jawan Howard getting uh, suspended after that that fight with uh, the Wisconsin coach, uh, everyone just chalked their their uh, their year up mostly. But I mean, they've they're exceeding expectations, and they're in the Sweet 16. And I mean, they have a really good chance to to knock off Villanova. Honestly, uh, the, that should be that should be a fun game to watch. But uh, I. One last question before we wrap it up. Lucas, who has been the most fun player or team to watch thus far in March Madness? Um uh oh geez, what's that dude's name? Uh last night on uh, Arizona, um Benedict Matherin. I mean, that dude was balling. He's throwing it down on people, he's strapping threes. I mean, that guy's going to be a serious NBA talent. I mean, he's projected to go top 10. Who knows after this tournament where he'll be projected to go. I mean, he's averaging 17.5 points, uh, pretty good for college. You know, it's not as high scoring. Um, but but Benedict Matherin has been an absolute pleasure to watch in this tournament so far. Yeah, uh, for me, uh, yeah, I know they got knocked out, but it's got to be Kofi Coburn. That's a beast, a monster. I love watching him play. An old school big in in an era where that's just dying. Yeah, um, he's good at it too. Yeah, one of the only people, the only person in the Big Ten to average twenty and ten all all year. This is a guy that's I, I think at the NBA he's going to be like a like a Dwight Howard, constantly that ten ten guy his whole career. Not necessarily going to be flashy. Not necessarily going to be the the number one guy on every team he's on. But he he will come in. He'll get you that ten and ten, and, and you'll be satisfied. And I, I, Zay, I know you're not a big college basketball fan, so let's end the show. How you feeling about your Knicks right now? 
Oh, man, we're going to end the show on a bad note. Uh, there's nothing to fill. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is at this point. I mean, what, 13 games left? Four games out? It's they nothing to fill. At this point, you know, you just hope that they can find a way to move Randall in the summer because he just doesn't. He, he can't handle the media, and that's the biggest thing I mentioned about the rant before and, and Kyrie not coming is the media in New York is just the, – the media, the fans, the crowd, it's it's just – if you're not mentally strong, it'll rip you apart, and it's it, it's doing it to Randall. When he doesn't have good games, he gets into fights. He got into a fight last night with Rudy Gobert again. It's just, just not looking good. I mean, once he's out of here, it, you know, Donovan Mitchell's in here. Maybe I'll start to better, but that was um I was just gonna ask you Isaiah, you unload Randall. What's the next step after that? Getting Donovan Mitchell in here, what you mean? So, so you get his season pass so you get his season tickets to the Mets. He can come play here. He wants to come play here, bro. He would own nah. this town. Chase, you uh you want RJ Barrett and a couple draft picks? Oh, you're not getting RJ Barrett. That's not happening. No, and you're not getting down to the middle. That's not happening. Yeah, watch him force his way over. <laughs> Dwayne Wade is not trading Donovan Mitchell. No, did you, no? It, it, Danny Ainge isn't trading. That this is a good. They the, see the the Jazz. They aren't like the Knicks in the front office. They they understand <laughs> what they're doing. They have a a. They understand. They have a future. That they they. Have some sort of direction they're going, so and Donovan Mitchell is buying into that. Like so. I said, the last time I seen two players talk, like I saw R.J. Barrett and Donovan Mitchell, it was K.D. and Kyrie. There's no way R.J. Barrett is going to leave Madison Square Garden to go play in Utah. It's not up to him. Yeah, it is. He wants to stay in New York. He's a, he's he wants an extension. He's he's expressed interest in extension and being here, being the king of New York. <laughs> It's hard. King of New York doesn't do do that much for you. Let's be honest. Look at you. How many championships? How many championships does the Utah franchise have? Okay. The Jazz franchise. How much? How many championships do you have? Cool. I I I get that, but I mean, I, I I'm not saying anything. But look at the Kings of New York. What have they done? Who was the last king of New York? Andrea Bargnani? Kristaps? Bro, why is he talking like his team is doing so hot? The 76ers. I'm talking about about Lucas. The 76ers could be a first round bounce. Oh, come on. Don't get it twisted. If Harden starts getting in his ways, y'all could be a first round bounce. He won't. He'll get his shit together. Listen. Zay, you missed this at the beginning. Zay, Lucas and I figured it out. I, I think the Sixers are good. I, I have a lot more faith in the Sixers coming out of this show than I did going into it because you got the, James Harden around him. He's never had a coach like Doc Rivers. I think he can Bro, get that I, going. I can't wait until we're going into the second round of Eastern Conference Finals and we're not talking about the 76ers. <laughs> 
All our teams are eliminated at that point. Because, <laughs> he's just upset, man. Because it's if the Jazz are eliminated in the first round, Donovan Mitchell said he's already out of there, bro. So at this point, we'll all be sitting there watching and wondering about the future. See, Only if person- I didn't bring up the Knicks, I, I think this would be like this, they would have been applauding for you. Good job getting getting James Harden there, Lucas. That that's what that's what they would be like if I didn't bring up the Knicks. See, now he's all sour. Now he's got to come after us. I'm not sour, bro. I'm just saying, bro. Y'all are getting too hyped, too optimistic, too early. I've always told you, Harden's good for an injury in in the playoffs. (laughs) Just like I tell you, CP3 is always good for an injury. Just just listen to me. One day y'all learn to listen to me. Yeah, maybe. We'll Uh, see. We'll see. No, I I would – I – See James Harden before the Nets, he injuries weren't a problem. What? But then, wait, what? Not really. He, how not series, really. How many series in the playoffs did he miss for the Rockets? Do I need to go back? How I many games? Think, did he... I think it was more the surrounding cast that missed a lot of no. games. No. No. Yeah. Harden James missed Harden. a lot of games, and then he had a lot of playoffs where he missed. He scored nothing. Yeah, I mean him scoring nothing. That that that's more about him and the big yes, game issues. But he's had a lot of injuries too. About. He's had injuries in the Rockets. Him and Chris Paul have both had injuries back and forth on the Rockets during the playoffs. That's what I tell you. They're good for an injury, bro. I'm not worried about it. I'm definitely not worried about it. Well, you shouldn't be worried about it. We're not. He is definitely in. due for an injury. He's been healthy for too long. He's definitely due for a foot or a knee, something. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe, maybe he he found some secret doctor, and he's never gonna get injured again. Indeed. Who knows? Yeah, then he needs to sell that doctor. To, he needs to, to recommend that doctor to Anthony Davis. <laughs> You're not wrong. Dude. You're Anthony not. Wrong. Davis. It's not gonna happen. I like that. I like that. Data Davis. I like that. All right. Okay. All right. We're just rambling now. <laughs> But uh, all right, I think that's gonna do it for posting up today. Uh, Lucas, welcome back. Gonna be back to a mainstay on here, so make sure you tune in next Monday. Where uh, and Zay, as always, Big Jace, been the posting up podcast. Make sure you tune in next Monday. Big shout out to Annie Mac Home Mortgage, as well as the Cove Classic. Make sure you uh, check those out. Um, and big shout out to Clovercrest Media for sponsoring today's episode. Make sure you check out clovercrestmedia.com for a bunch a bunch of other great sports podcasts. Baseball fans, if you're a Yankees fan, you got uh, the roll call, uh, big trade with Donaldson. You got uh, if you're a Red Sox fan, who they just get service, service story. story, yeah. So make sure you check out Ovi's Backstop uh, Podcast as well. Baseball season's right around the corner. Let the be the Yankees fan right now. <laughs> all right, Jace, let's end it. Oh, all right. <laughs> and uh, sports not your thing. I don't know why you're watching this, but if sports aren't your thing, make sure you check out uh, Clovercrest Media because we also got political podcasts as well as true crime podcasts. Uh, oh, we got man. whatever tickles your fancy. And if your fancy isn't tickled, you can start your own podcast. Take oh, someone else's pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs>
right. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll catch you next week on Post and Go. Take care, everyone. Randall with an excellent defensive play. Joel battling in the pace, laying it up and in. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Done time. Oh, wrap it up. Thompson just the two points. This team dribbling. Oh, exploding to the rim. Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Man. And great true crime shows like Sticky Beak, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.